I'm Claire Edwards. I'm an attorney and I've been an attorney since 2012. I practice in Lafayette and I primarily practice family law. I work with another attorney, her name is Jessica, and I am married to an attorney and his name is Evan. And so it's fair to say that I'm very well rooted in the laws. I have a keen interest on collaborative divorce, which is available in Texas and available in Florida. And I've been trained to handle divorces collaboratively, meaning either the spouses are working well to come to a resolution. And so they need both attorneys to help them help themselves. <laughs> And, or it means working collaboratively with other professionals, such as real estate personnel, financial personnel, mental health personnel. I've reached a point in my practice where I don't even, uh, I don't have much patience for clients who won't see a therapist or a counselor or a coach or someone to help them help themselves, which is what brings me to um, Michelle. <laughs> um, Michelle can go through her resume. Um, want to take some time to talk about what are what we are here to do collaboratively, Michelle and I. So Michelle focuses on the psych end of things and I focus on the legal end of things. And we have created a business called Divorce Doula. A Divorce Doula is a coach. Uh, when I had my children, I had doulas for both of them. The first doula I had was super sweet and she taught the sweetest Lamaze class and my husband was on board and the other couple was on board. The day of birth though, she was kind of flighty and she would like pop in and pop out and eat this and drink that. And like, at one point she left me like laboring in my own room. Um, but everybody labors differently, you know? And so it was my first child. So how could she have known that I was going through transition at my house? Um, so that is to say a doula is someone who's with you. Um, she doesn't take any of the medical responsibility. She was just there just so that my husband had someone to say, I need a coffee. Can you give me a coffee? Or let's call the midwife, um, to have that extra set of hands on a phone to call the midwife when, you know, well, let's check and see if she's, oh yeah, she's nine millimeters in her own bedroom. Um, and then for my second child, I had a different doula and she was, very planned. So also this is our second child, you know, so we didn't have to do the Lamaze classes, but she came and met with us about a week or two before the baby was due. Um, I had some contractions a week before. And so she met with me for that turned out to be nothing. And then the day of I had contractions and she was there. She brought me, you know, coffee and uh, breakfast and stayed with me and my husband and she met with us at the midwife if we needed it, but she also kind of kept us out of the midwife because she knew what we didn't need. So taking my experiences with a doula and how the doula was kind of a gatekeeper for a midwife, but nothing of course comes between my relationship with myself and my midwife, that's the experience I wanna to bring to divorcing clients. So I'm a lawyer and much like the midwife, I'm very focused only on the job I was trained to do. The midwife is focused on ensuring that the birth itself comes out excellently and the child is taken care of and the mother is taken care of postpartum. The lawyer is here to focus on making sure the documents are filed properly, the clerk of court is taken care of, the judge is taken care of, opposing counsel is taken care of, the client feels heard. The issue with the client feels heard is the client tends to not be able to afford to constantly talk to the attorney. And also the attorney is not trained in handling 
emotional things that are going on with clients, especially trauma. So I always used to think that my issue in dealing with people was I just wasn't a nice enough person or I wasn't a uh, <clears throat> good enough communicator. So I enrolled myself in coaching classes and I had a major epiphany on one of those first days of coaching classes. And mind you, divorce doula is rooted in coaching. So a doula and a coach, a doula is a birth coach. Your divorce doula is your divorce coach. So doula work is rooted in coaching. So in that first couple of days in coaching classes, we had this comment that the instructor made and he said, you know, and so when someone comes in with their uh, domestic violence, you got to give them their probably going to need 14 plus sessions to be able to come out of that trauma. And I snapped every lawyer bone in my body unhinged. And I went off, <laughs> I went off on my coaching instructor. And I said, that is not possible. That is not fair. That is not the way the laws are written. And he challenged me and goes, do you think the laws are written fair? And so that's exactly the problem is Michelle and I are here to identify where the laws are not fair for people in their psyche, where they are not fair for people emotionally. Because in that instance of somebody having a domestic abuse incident that happens, say on a Monday, they get their attorney on a Tuesday, they have their court hearing the following Thursday, that's a two week turnaround. They haven't had a chance to address that trauma. That is not fair, okay? But that is the only fairness the court system has to offer. So once we've compartmentalized that, and if you want to go out to your legislator, do it, that's fine. But I still have this service to offer you and it's called the Divorce Doula Service. So I'm gonna let Michelle take it away. Okay, so I am Michelle Seymour. Um, so I got my bachelor's degree in psychology and then I went and got my master's in psychology, um, both at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette here in town. Um, I didn't have any particular concentration. It was a general and experimental psychology program. So I'm not necessarily trained in any sort of way to provide psychotherapy. I had a couple of classes where we learned about it and we did some practices, um, but mostly I just did a lot of research. Um, and then I taught for two years after I graduated. Um, so I have that experience as well. And that's kind of where I got in touch with the coaching side of myself because I really, really enjoyed and got a lot of personal fulfillment from connecting with students in the way that, um, I don't know, in the way that they felt like they were on my level, even though I was their professor. So they felt comfortable in opening up to me about the fact that they were scared about navigating my course or scared about navigating college or just confused on what they were doing and if it was the right thing for them and, you know, just general guidance on that. Um, so that's kind of where I realized that I wanted to go more down the coaching path than the counseling path, as the difference in coaching and counseling is that counseling provides therapy. So as a coach, I am not providing any sort of therapy. I am not trained to do that. I am not licensed to do that. Not at all qualified to do that. But I do have a background in psychology and psychological concepts, of course. Um, that being said, I have no background in law. This is my first time working in the field of law. Um, I am learning a lot though and very quickly, but I think that that's what's going to make me approachable as a divorce doula or as a family law coach is that I'm on the level of a lot of people who are going through that for the first time. Um, so people might feel comfortable in holding my hand as I hold their hand and learning about things. 
So I don't already have the answers and neither do they, but let's go through that together and help them get what they need. So the way that I look at divorce doula is um, I kind of consider it to be holding hand services, which I again refer to. Um, so somebody who's going through divorce or who's going through custody is probably dealing with a lot of things that they've never dealt with before. Um, so it's kind of nice to just have a hand to hold again as you go through these scary things. So even just going to the courthouse might be a scary event for somebody or meeting with a lawyer for the first time. Even if it's just a consult phone call type situation, that can be kind of scary and kind of overwhelming. So it can be support, it can be hand-holding to get a person to that step, or it can be a nice debriefing after. Um, I consider my services as a divorce doula, or I hope for them to be extremely, extremely flexible in terms of whatever people need me for, I'm going to be there. Um, so the thing about a divorce doula or a family law coach is that I'm not, I'm not an expert in the law and I'm not an expert otherwise. So not a mental health professional, not your financial expert, again, not your lawyer. So I think that that's a very special relationship because it kind of makes a setting for people to just get really comfortable and not feel like they're being judged like professionally or otherwise. Um, just a place to really feel safe and it's extremely objective, of course. And I'm not a family member, I'm not a friend, and I'm not really even there to provide advice. It's more so just a really safe space for me to sit there and for me to listen and for me to ask questions because asking questions kind of facilitates people to open up. Um, I know some people shut down in the face of questions, but the questions, of course, will never be judgmental. They'll just be about eliciting um, you to keep on talking to be able to find these answers even within yourself. Um, all right. So one thing I learned that I never thought about before working with Claire at the law firm um, was that lawyers have a really, really tough job of, they still have to establish this rapport and this connection with their clients to make them feel comfortable and to make them feel like there's this confidentiality. But they're talking about this extremely emotional situation. You know, they're giving their story, which may include some trauma, like Claire said, um, but they can't really afford to just sit there and talk about those things and efficiently on Claire's side of things too. It's just best to keep things moving and to focus on the facts. And that's her job is to get the facts and take action with the client. Um, but it's hard to keep those two things separated. And I see exactly where Claire got this idea is to provide this space for that to happen. Um, so it's almost like we called it the punching bag for the clients so that they don't have to take these things out on the lawyer just to kind of keep things separated so that they can stay focused. And I think that's going to be really, really beneficial for clients to be able to have a safe space to open up about their emotions, to either get them together before they meet with their attorney or with another expert or even after to just debrief. Um, a lot of the times, and I've seen it happen um, in consults or whatever, type of meeting it may be that the client does get overwhelmed and may not even feel comfortable asking questions because they're just trying to digest, but they're overwhelmed by what they're already supposed to be digesting, but they have questions. And then I see them still thinking, even though it's time to move on to the next thing. Um, and so that's going to be another thing that I would like to encourage for clients too, is to be comfortable with experts that you talk to, not be intimidated by them, make a list of your questions and whether you ask them in the meeting or you get back in touch later, or even if it's something that you cover with your divorce doula, just 
kind of talking through all the things. Um, and I know me personally, I take a long time to process things. So I might be sitting in a meeting and it might be hours or even a whole day later before I get back to that person with my questions and my ideas. Um, it just kind of takes a while for me to digest information. And again, I've seen that happen with clients. So that's another space or another thing that we would provide in the divorce doula space. Um, okay. So another thing Claire talked about was the discrepancies between the law and between psychological well-being. And that's a really good point is that the technical process of going through divorce is not going to match up with like what you're going through coping wise. Um, so that's kind of where we come in in the middle of that is kind of like a bridge between the two is like I'm having to go through this very, very technical court process, but I'm still a person who's dealing with all these different things. Um, and that can take a while. So the example of a domestic abuse situation and how that can be like a really, really quick process. And even if it's not quick, you know, let's say it's drawn out, but you're so, I don't know, maybe drowning underneath paperwork and things like that, that you don't even get to address the trauma. So again, that's where we come in to kind of stand in between the technical side and the psychological side. Again, we're not providing actual psychological help, but we'll get to that in um, the 12 steps. But from the start, while we have 12 steps, one of our big things of our divorce dual mission is meeting people where they are. So these 12 steps can be completely tailored to you and your situation and where you're at. Um, so it's not gonna always be the case that a person who comes to us for family law coaching is always going to be starting at the very beginning of divorce before they've met with a lawyer before. They might be meeting us in the middle. You know, let's say they get to dealing with finances and they realize that they do need outside help. You know, they need more than their lawyer, they need more than financial experts, and that's where we can come in. Um, so flexibility with this program and tailoring to individual cases is something really important to us. Um, but in our 12 weeks, and so the 12 weeks is just kind of outlining the basics of divorce. So if you were to start at the very beginning and go all the way to the end, that's kind of how the program was designed. So in the first meeting, this is essential for both sides because it's just a place for us to get to know each other. So it's just as strange for me, even though I would be a professional and trained coach, it's going to be just as strange for me to sit down with somebody who I don't know in the same room as we embark on this journey of growth together. You know, I'm going to be probably just as nervous as a lot of my clients are. I'm not nervous, but maybe just feeling a little awkward and uncomfortable. Um, so this first meeting is just for both of us to establish that really safe space with each other. Um, in that I'm obviously going to be doing a lot more getting to know you than you're going to be doing getting to know me. Um, but that is the point, is for me to get to know you. And this is where you're just going to tell me your whole story. Tell me all the things that you want to tell me. And before you even meet with your lawyer, if you haven't met with an attorney yet, this meeting can even be a little bit more gossipy, per se, if you want it to be, to where you might be able to say things, disclose things about your divorce here that you're gonna kind of like tease out what you do and don't wanna bring to your attorney, if that makes sense. So you can give me the whole story and then maybe in giving me the whole story, you're gonna realize like, okay, 
now that I've gotten it all out on the table, feelings included, these are the facts that I can bring to my lawyer. And it can make your first meeting with your attorney a little bit more clean and a little bit more focused. Um, so that brings us to the second week or the second session. So you'll have homework technically from the first week from the first session and that's just a recommendation and homework is typically always going to be a recommendation of like this is a step that you should take next in order to stay on track with your divorce um so in the second session you should have met with an attorney by the second time that you see me so in our second session we're just going to debrief everything i'm just going to assess your comfort level with maybe you met with multiple attorneys maybe you're still making a decision so we're just going to talk about everything um, maybe they said a bunch of things and you're still just kind of lost hearing the law lingo for the first time. You just want to kind of talk through that. Like maybe we can break down some terms. We can even Google things together. Um, just make sure that you're comfortable with the person that you're choosing to be your attorney and that you think that you're going to go down the right path with them. Um, so just going to debrief, go over. I may even have you just run through exactly what they told you just to kind of hammer in the nail of what you discussed with them, just to make sure that you understand. Um, and again, we can always try to understand together because there's probably gonna be things that I don't understand. Um, so week three or session three is about meeting with mental health experts and financial experts. And no matter who it is that you're meeting with, what kind of expert, the point of this week is helping you to help yourself. And I know that Claire said that, and we're going to say this over and over and over again, um, but there has to be this acknowledgement that you can't do it yourself. And so when, I mean, it's different now that I started working at the firm, but when I envisioned divorce, it's just like, okay, person going through divorce, they meet with their lawyer, that's it, right? So it's just the family and the lawyer. But there's a lot of other people that need to be involved because think about all of the different aspects of divorce. And of course, it gets expensive, but I think that there should be an expert for each and every side of it. Um, so mental health first. Again, I'm not providing therapy for you and I cannot provide therapy for you, um, but there might be underlying mental health issues and there might be some trauma. And even for trauma, I'm not trained in it. I'm in no position to help you through your trauma, but I can support you through getting help. So you can see me, your divorce doula, or your coach, and you can see a therapist or a counselor or a psychologist or a psychiatrist at the same time, right? Because we're in two we're in two different aspects of that. Um, so again, you could even come to me, your coach, to debrief your therapy session, and I'm never going to undermine what your therapist is saying or anything like that. Same thing, I'm never going to do that with your lawyer and be like, oh, well, you should do this instead. I'm not here to give that sort of advice. It's just about providing support as you go through these things. And same thing with financial experts. I am by no means a financial expert either, but I would like for you to come talk to me about your meetings with them, things that you've talked about. Um, but this session three is about helping you to get in touch with people. And you may not know who you need to get in touch with, right? Um, so even with mental health experts, there's a difference between a counselor and there's a difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist, as there is a difference between us and the coaches. But um, I mean them and us, the coaches. But I can help you to find the support that you need so we can embark on that journey together. And then again, I'll be here the entire time as you go through that process. Okay, let's see. So the next week, week four, talking with your family. Um, this is really important because I think a lot of times 
divorce or whatever it is, I think that we can get our own feelings and our own opinions of what we're going through confused with what other people think about what we're going through, right? So people are going to find out about your divorce. That's inevitable. Um, even people that you don't want finding out about it. And they are going to express their opinions. And it's important for... So what I want to establish with clients is I want them to figure out their feelings and I want them to acknowledge their feelings and be confident in their feelings so that when they come into contact with these outside opinions that they they can address them appropriately. So they can hear an opinion and they can like take it in and process it and consider it, but not just, just keep it separate from their own. And there might be pieces of other people's opinions that they want to incorporate into their own opinions or their own feelings, but it's just about being able to be rooted in how you feel and stay committed to that and stay loyal, regardless of opinions of others that can be very strong and maybe even offensive. Um, so that's important. That's going to be a really important week. And even outside of family members, obviously this involves friends and it's all about identifying your support network. So who is it that is going to be there for you? Who is your team? So identifying that and then, which obviously I would help you to identify those things to really break it down. And just, it's about simplicity there. So just like, who's going to be here for me? Simple as that. Who can support me throughout this entire thing? Um, and then another important piece would be helping you figure out how to get the message out to people. So let's say a bunch of people already know, but there's one person that you're really, really dreading telling because you know exactly how they're going to react or you think that they're going to react this way and you don't know how to go about telling them. Um, you and I in a session, in this session or in any session, we could role play that conversation. I could help you maybe even make a little script, obviously not to read to the person because you want it to be authentic, but thoughts to think about before you go and have that conversation. So just to get your thoughts straight on what you want to say and how you want to say it. Um, so that's going to be a really important week. Um, another thing with that is that I'm not a friend and I'm not a family member and I'm not an expert, which I know I've said I'm not an expert a thousand times, but that's just really, really important in what makes this such a safe space and what makes this such a confidential space because you're going to be able to say things to me that you're not going to be able to say to family members or even your closest friends and especially not um, the experts that you're dealing with. Um, okay, so the next week in procedure, there's a lot more things I want to say about the family week, but I'm going to control myself and move on. Um, so with procedure, this week is is a lot about education um, and not in the way so I can't like I'm providing information but not advice so that's something that definitely has to be kept separate is that if you come in and you ask me the difference between different types of custody and I give you an answer I'm not leading you down any sort of path I am merely providing you with information and again helping you get the education that you need and the resources that you need to be able to make the right decision. So if you don't know all of your options, if you didn't even know about mediation and you thought that court, I mean, divorce was just going to court and battling it out, it's important that you get educated on that so that you can make the proper decision. Um, so that's what that week's gonna be about is asking those questions, making sure you understand everything and helping you make that decision. All right. 
similar with the week after that, um, custody and parenting. That's a really, really packed week. Um, and it's going to look different for everybody. Um, so again, making sure you might understand the differences in custody. What is custody look like even? Um, what does it look like on paper? What does a parenting plan look like? Um, so again, I'm not going to be the one to, to build a parenting plan with you, but I can sit there with you while you talk through what a parenting plan might look like and talk about what kind of things are going to be included and what kind of things that you need to consider for your particular case. Um, and another cool thing about this week is that even if there is no custody involved because there's no children involved, we can talk about surrendering that. So maybe you didn't have any dreams of starting a family with um, your spouse or soon to be ex-spouse, but you may have had dreams of that and we can assess that is like what is it like to lose the opportunity or to be letting go of the opportunity with that person to start your family because I feel like a lot of people um I mean it's just goal adjustment you know you're starting to in that transition into the new life you're starting to envision um something different than you always have envisioned um so we'll talk about that and then no matter what is going on with the custody and parenting situation this would be a really good week to talk about getting along with your ex, um, healthy communication, because of course, when it comes to figuring things out with kids, that's going to involve a lot of communication. So it'll be important to talk about that. Um, this will be one of those weeks where a lot, a lot, a lot of different things are going to come up, but it's going to be all about resources and talking about your particular case. Um, the next week is about substance abuse and violence. Um, I tend to stray away from the word abuse, even though that's what we would definitely want to tap into if it were to be abuse. Um, and same thing with violence, but it's just more about acknowledging, like, do these things exist in your life, in your situation, in any way? So whether it's you or whether it's something with somebody else going on or just something in your, your past that you want to talk about, again, whether related to you or a family member or a friend, it's just, we're just going to talk about anything related. Um, and I definitely don't think that this should be a week that can be skipped. I think that these two things, substance use and violence, exist in everybody's lives in some way. And it's really important to acknowledge that because some things, especially with substance use, sometimes we don't even realize that it's abuse or not even abuse. Let's just use the word problematic. We don't even realize how it affects our lives. So going home and drinking a bottle of wine at night might seem like maybe part of your self-care routine. Right, it makes you feel good, it makes you giggly, maybe you're listening to music and hanging out with a friend or a neighbor or whatever it is. And that might seem good to you, but maybe that leads to a hangover that stops you from getting up as early as you wanted to the next morning. And we know that sleep routines and morning routines are important too. Um, so it's just kind of drawing attention to our behaviors and kind of assessing, are these behaviors causing problematic circumstances for me to kind of be my best self. So we can talk, tap into a lot of things that week as well. Um, and the biggest thing here, and what's again, most important about our relationship is that I can't, I can't really even hold you accountable unless you wanted to, wanted to be held accountable. Um, we can make a plan to change your behavior, but only if you want to, I'm not going to call you and yell at you for drinking that glass of wine last night, unless you want me to, I can do that. You can text me in the middle of the night and be like, hey, I'm really struggling. Uh, I really want this cigarette right now, even though I'm trying to quit. 
in that case, I'll hold you accountable. But otherwise, again, this is this is a safe space. So it, it is what you want. Um, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to get you in trouble. And same thing with um, the violence, which I know it's hard to talk about, but I'm not here to bring about justice or to force you into anything that you're uncomfortable with as far as action goes. Just a safe space for you to talk about whatever it is that's going on. And again, just identify our behaviors versus like, is this a problem or is this just a part of my life that I want to talk about? Um, okay, so moving on. The next two weeks for eight and nine, we're back to finances. What's important to me in these weeks is getting everything together. So like the more work that you do on your own, whether that's with experts or just kind of taking the advice and the resources that we give you to go then to experts, it's just about figuring it out. And I think that people are going to feel a lot better when they take these steps that we recommend and they realize like, oh, don't have to worry about that. I already got it. I already made my budget. I already know what my income is. I know what my expenses are. I know how that's going to change or I know how that has changed. And same thing with inventory about what you own, what you owe. The whole concept of finances is going to feel a lot lighter when we figure these things out. Even feeling such a shame or guilt, those things are even, they're not going to go away. They're still going to be shame and guilt, but at least that overwhelming, like, you know, it's all within your scope. It's all within your scope and your feelings of shame and guilt can become a lot clearer. And especially in terms of like taking action and starting to work on that shame and guilt or just accepting it and letting it be there. Um, it'll just be a lot easier to get in touch with those things once you have those concepts unraveled. Um, and again, with these next two weeks or eight and nine with finances, again, I have no final say, but I can sit with you as you get these things together. So again, I have no final say on your budget. I have no final say on what you own, what you owe, but I can sit there with you as you get those things together. And that can be another task. Like if you just want to use the session to just sit there and bring like, you have all of your notes, what you think, and you just want me to sit there with you while you organize it, I can do that too. Um, okay, so the next week is about special issues. This is your chance to, and my chance to like really get in touch with your case. And by this point at week 10, I know a lot about you and I know a lot about your case, um, but there's definitely gonna be things that we overlooked or maybe I'm having some sort of bias as a coach of something that I really want to focus on for you, but that's not something that you really want to focus on. So this might be your week to tell me like, look, we've been talking about this a lot. This keeps coming up, but this came up one time and then we never talked about it again. It's something that I really want to get back to. Um, so it's a chance for that. And then this can also be a chance to just step away from the whole thing and talk about other aspects of your life. Um, so let's say you wanted to revisit the substance and violence week. You'd be like, you know what? After going through that session, I realized I do have a lot of problematic behaviors. I would like to work with you to make a plan because I do want to be my better self and then we can do some goals work and things like that. Um, so it's just kind of a week to step away and even not even that technical if you don't want it to be, if you just want to talk about this is what I do for self-care or I do need to establish a self-care routine. Weeks 11 and 12 are going to be kind of like the outset of things. Um, so we're going to assess what's left, what kind of loose ends can we tie up. Um, we're also going to assess your progress, not in a test type way, like how have you done so far, but like you getting in touch with yourself to be like, okay, uh, where am I at? Do I feel like I've gotten a lot done? Do I feel like there's still so much that needs to be done? And then once we assess that, we can assess like how we can move forward. So are we just going to move on to the next week and that's going to be the end of our time together? 
probably not. Um, but we can identify how we want to move forward together and how I can continue to help you. Um, and then after the fact, which should be week 12, just how to move forward. So we'll provide some resources, um, whether that's a checklist or even reading assignments for you per se, that might be um, tapping into making sure that you do have everything done. Um, so just kind of a looking at everything, okay? This is everything we've done so far. Is anything missing? What's gonna come after this? Um, so that's just, it's gonna look different for everybody what we touch on in these two weeks, but it's just kind of about the transition and what's left to do. Um, so what's really unique about these 12 steps and these 12 sessions is again, it's going to look completely different for everybody. Um, and this can be our plan and you might be on the 12 step track but it might kind of shift at some point. It might kind of look different. Um, but still, there's these main concepts that we want to focus on. But anyway, so what's cool is that within these weeks, and part of the flexibility and meeting people where they are that I want to really emphasize is the texting and the phone call service, is that I can be available in so many different ways. And obviously, that does not mean harass me or I'll harass you back. Um, but yes, also harass me. You know, that's that's me. That's my mission is to be there to support people um, at all times. And what's funny, and I haven't talked to this about Claire yet, talked to Claire about this yet, um, but I have friends who I talk to about what my new job is. And one of them is going through a custody battle. And one time he sent me a screenshot of his conversation with um, his ex and he was like, I can't lie, I think about you every single time. Because one time he reached out to me and said that they had gotten to a fight. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, I was reading up and writing on healthy communication with your ex. And so now he thinks of me every single time that he has a conversation with his ex. And he's like, is this healthy? Is this healthy? And of course, I'm like, I can't really say this for you. But in my honest opinion, like, no, you're being petty. But it's just that even knowing, bringing awareness to the way that you would communicate with a person and even just thinking about that, maybe he still chooses to be petty in the end, but did he at least think about it? Did he think about how to reword? And then that would be obviously a step towards action. Um, so anyway, kind of cool, very personalized. Um, what's important about this though, is that no matter what it looks like, a regular schedule is definitely most important. It's going to be most effective if you are seeing your coach on an established schedule. So no matter what your 12 weeks look like or how many weeks you're actually going through, it's just important to have these regular meetings as it would be with your therapist. Um, it's just about staying on the same page and making sure you stay on track with all of the different things that we want to stay on track with. And I think that's mostly it. I touched on everything and so much more than I plan to. Um, so my, my personal mission to expand on the divorce doula mission is just fostering the realization in people that they are stronger than they think. Um, so no, we don't have all the resources within us or around us, and we do need to do personal work to find resources within and around us, but it's just that we're stronger than we think in the face of adversity and in the face of change and in these times of transition is that... Um, sometimes all it takes is reaching out to find a hand to hold or even just somebody to be there with just somebody else being present for us to realize that we are strong and that we can do it because we can do it.
Um, so that's what's really important to me. Um, so that's all I have to say for that. We are going to have a website built with the 12 steps that we just ran through. Um, it's not gonna be a whole bunch of information because we don't wanna super overwhelm people, but it'll be the 12 weeks. It'll be descriptions of the overview of each week and we'll also have our mission posted on there. And I imagine we'll even have um, some little employee profiles for ourselves or coach profiles um, that'll include the background that we discussed. So yeah, really excited about this entire thing. And I think it's super cool that a lawyer and a psychology person got together and and took some action on this. So really excited.